What is up, everybody? This is Ryan for the Sales and Marketing Build Freedom Show. I am pumped. I'm going to go over today with you um, an unsettling truth that I, I think the market's getting hypnotized into believing in, in multiple areas. And um, however, with once you understand that unsettling truth, it's going to really open your eyes to all new possibilities to the point where I'm going to experiment with some of this, which I have been already, and it's working amazing, and I can't wait to share it with you. So I'm going to get into that in this episode. What's up, everybody? This is Ryan Staley, and you are listening to the Sales and Marketing Built Freedom Podcast, where we share with you the underground ninja skills and tactics the top sales and marketing leaders are using to create financial and lifestyle freedom. And the question that everybody is asking is, how do I create financial and lifestyle freedom for me? That is the question, and this show is the answer. What is up, everybody? This is Ryan with Sales and Marketing Built Freedom Show. Today, are you going to take the blue pill or the red pill for sales or sales systems? What are you going to take? Which one? Okay. And for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, this comes from the Matrix, which was created in 1999, right? I can't believe it's been that long. It's like almost 22 years. Such a great movie. It's so funny. My, my son wants to check it out because he, he's, he sees pieces of it where the guy's swerving bullets and jumping around. And he's like, dad, we got to watch that. So anyways, that, that's on my future to rewatch that again. I don't know if I'm going to watch the whole trilogy, but it's, it's a pretty cool show. Within that though, it comes up the red pill and the blue pill. And so that's, that's the part where Morpheus, if, if you've seen it, most people have, but Morpheus is presenting to Neo and basically give him the option. He's like, Hey, you can take the red pill or the blue pill. And when it, when it comes down to it, basically, if you look at the red pill, the red pill is the willingness to learn potentially life set life changing truth, but it's, it could be unsettling. Right? So like your eyes are wide open and you truly, truly know everything, or you could remain in, in ignorance with the blue pill um, and just be content. So it's the difference between being in the matrix and out of the matrix. Right. And so I think what's happened is the market's conditioning everyone to um, to really, really gear towards the blue pill. And what that blue pill is, is automation. Automation is amazing. Um, passive income is amazing. However, you know, I, I heard one of my mentors uh, go over this and went on a rant that and he's, he's really I mean, really well recognized as I mean, done amazing things, just a really good human being down to the point where. Um, I mean, some of the results this guy's done is amazing. I mean, he's given a talk and sold three and a half million dollars in a hour presentation, 45 minute presentation. I mean, there's not very many people in the world that could do that. So anyways, he talked about how his Twitter account got hacked. He's like, my Twitter account literally got hacked. Twitter is a publicly traded company. Um, he's like, basically, I reached out to them and said, hey, my account's being hacked. Like, can you help me? Can we shut it off? There's people speaking in languages that I don't even, I can't even speaking. So it's been hacked. and I, I need to, to stop it and shut it down. And he's like, basically, I never heard from him again. I reached out. I think he reached out multiple times. Never heard from him. Never got a call back. Nothing. And this is a publicly traded company with a massive security breach to someone's account. And they, they just ignored it. Right. Now, I've seen this with other social media networks. I'm not going to mention which ones, but you're just basically a number. You're in the matrix. And so what's, what's starting to happen is because when people adopt digital customers or other customers, they think, hey, you know, my work's done. I got this. We'll just automate everything. And um, it truly, 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 once again, you could live in ignorance and think, hey, I never got to talk to my customers. I don't have to do this. Um, however, 
I want to I give you a quick example and, and something that you could tangibly use to avoid that. And you'll see the difference of results, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with the results first, right? So here's an example. You got rep A, um, and this is, this is relative to sales. I have rep A that basically has $1.2 million in pipeline and annual recurring revenue, monthly recurring revenue, I should say, not annual recurring revenue, monthly recurring revenue. That person worked 55 hours a week, right? Hard worker, really determined. Rep B had $500,000 in monthly recurring revenue pipeline and worked for 35 to 40 hours a week. So basically 20 hours less a week, right? So 1.2 million in pipeline A, 500K and um, pipeline for B, right? And this is total pipeline. This isn't just closable pipeline over, I mean, this is total pipeline. So as you can imagine, there's opportunity in there that isn't, um, that isn't really 100% solid, right? So there might've been some fluff in, in both those, but these are the results. So Rep A with a 1.2 million in pipeline, working 55 hours a week, got at the end of the year, $75,000 in net new monthly recurring revenue, which is good, right? That's good for one rep. Um, that's what happens if you focus on larger deals. But then you look at rep B and that rep B who had $500,000 in pipeline and worked 20 hours less a week actually got $125,000 in monthly recurring revenue. So I ask you this question, what is the difference between these two reps? What's the one thing that's different between these two reps? Remember, 150% of the results um, while working 20 hours less a week. Think about that. Now think about that if you scale it to a team. What would that do for you? What would that do for your company? What would that, what would that, what would that do for your, your team? You know? And so do, do you got an answer? Any ideas? Anything you could think of? Okay, so I'll, I'll give you the, I'm not going to keep an open loop. I'll, I'll tell you what it is. But here, here's what I got to tell you is that the one simple difference between those two is Rep A was taking more of the quantity approach and Rep B was taking the quality approach. And that quality approach was deeply seated in spending time with their customers, spending quality time and becoming emotionally connected to them. And so Rep A, you know, he's more of a pounding ground automation, do as much as you can, blast, you know, tons of, of content out or email messaging. And, and it's so funny that the end result was 150% of the results will work in 20 less hours. So like, okay, Ryan, how do I execute on that? How do I execute on that for big deals? How does my team execute on that for big deals? And how do you really, really, truly scale that? And so what I hear is every single organization typically has some kind of sales process, right? So they have a sales process. Um, at the same time, they have a go-to-market strategy. However, one of the things that I really, really, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen it cut up this way. And this is something that we did a scale from zero to 30 million with only four salespeople is we also included a relationship strategy for every account. And you're like, Brian, what the hell is a relationship strategy? A relationship strategy is when you have a longer sales cycle. Let's say the sales cycle is anywhere from three months plus where you have multiple people involved and it's a complex solution. Um, so there might be anywhere from three, four, five people involved all the way up to 30, right? I think there's a contract that we got was $20 million and there's about 18 to 25 people involved, something like that. And so in doing that, you know, something that was really, really eye-opening with that is a relationship strategy is basically you look at all the players and you have them mapped out by department. So let's say you got IT, you got finance, you got operations. 
So you got a silo, or it could be like if you're selling to, to salespeople, operations replace operations with sales or operations with marketing, right? And basically, you rate them each person individually um, when you're going across those different departments. You first of all, you prioritize the departments. It's what I call decision making funnels. So what we prioritize the decision making funnels on a scale of one through three, one being the most heavy influential in terms of budget and authority, all the way down to the supporting cast in second and third. And so when you do that, what happens is it really gives you crystal clarity around what departments to focus on and spend most of your time on, okay? So once you do that, you got to insert the players in in those departments vertically. So who's the C-level, who's the VP, who's the director, who's the manager, um, and then who is the end user in that department? Now, what I would say is once you do that, when you're looking up and down that that, that chain. And, and this works, by the way, for smaller deals too. It doesn't have to be super large deals to do this. It can work if you're only selling to two people or three people. Um, it's just much simpler, right? You rate on a scale of one to 10, what your relationship status with them is as you go through the sales cycle. So you have different checkpoints at each point in the sales cycle. Let's say you do it after the initial meeting, after the demo, after the discovery, after the proposal, and that scale of one to 10, 10 being that they would invite you to their children's birthday party. Five would be that they would meet with you one-on-one by themselves. Zero would be they won't even return your call, right? Or one would be they don't even return your call. So if you're looking at this, think, think just visualize this, right? You're looking at your top department for every account and you see that the decision maker and the signer, you have a relationship of one with them as you're going through a longer sales cycle of three months plus, the the thing that a lot of people think sucks about big deals is time. However, the beautiful thing about big deals is time, right? And so what that means is if you continuously reflect and look at that as you transform, as you go through that sales process, you can work on it. You can upgrade that, that what starts as a one relationship into a 10. So by the time you get to the end of the process, you know exactly what the opportunity is. You know within a, a degree of confidence of 70, 80, 90%, you're going to get that deal closed. And it's a multi-million dollar life-changing deal for your organization. Think about that. Think about that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to round things out, but basically that's the impact. So just by doing that one simple exercise and attaching that to the sales process, attaching this to your sales methodology, Attaching that to what you say in the meetings, just by monitoring and focusing on that, you're going to explode your relationships, but you can't automate it. You got to do the work. You cannot automate it. However, I showed you the difference. You could take the red pill and identify like, hey, I'm going to have to, I'm going to, have to do some, some relationship work in these accounts continuously. I can't just automate it. I can't just put an outreach, um, not an outreach, but I, you know, an outbound uh, messaging sequence in there and have this handled. You could leverage that to help. However, it takes some manual work, but if you're dealing with deals that are larger in scale, 50, 100, 150, 200, a million, 10 million, 20 million, these, the, the, those are the things that are going to get the deal done. So um, I went on a little bit of a rant today, but that's okay because this is going to make an amazing, amazing difference in your business, but only if you take the red pill and implement. All right. So I'm going to have that as a wrap for today. Um, If you need help implementing something like this in your business, 
feel free to reach out to me. Click on the link below in the show notes and schedule a time and we'll talk through it. But little things like this could literally lead to doubling or tripling your revenue in year over year. And what we do is we stack these with other, other components. So really excited. Happy to have you on today. Have a great day and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you for spending the time with me today. I know that time is one of the most valuable resources, so I truly honor and appreciate you coming along this journey with me. One of the things that I wanna ask you is if you really truly enjoyed this and know someone that this can make an impact on, please share this episode with them. If you're on a journey for financial and lifestyle freedom, it is always exponentially better if we're building a tribe with like-minded people who are on the same journey. In addition, I have an amazing PDF for you that could be career changing in terms of the content. Essentially what it is are the top 10 questions that every big customer is asking behind closed doors that no one is telling you about. I'll put a link for it in the show notes. So check it out. It's my free gift for you for being a part of this launch and being a part of this journey with me. And I hope to see you soon.